I'm Father Jason Beadle coming to you from Bishop Fenwick High School. It's great to be here at St. Margaret of York. I have a little bit of a connection with the parish. I con-celebrated Mass one time when some visitors from Honduras were here, and I made two pilgrimages, I think, with some parishioners from, from, the, from the parish. So it's good to be, to be back once again. Now on to more important things. We noticed that in Hollywood, it seems like the people who make movies are having a hard time coming up with a depiction of a faithful Joseph and Mary at this strange time in their lives. Mary's carrying the Son of God, a virgin, has Jesus in her womb. Perhaps they make it like that because it won't sell otherwise. Perhaps a faithful Joseph won't sell. Perhaps it's too, too difficult to make such a movie. Perhaps they try to add the human drama into the idea so much. Either way, I think Joseph was a faithful man. I think he knew God's plan was happening, and I think that's one of the reasons he wanted to back off from it. Perhaps he thought he would get in the way, so that's why he had this idea of divorcing Mary quietly. One other translation says, send her away quietly, wanting to get out of the way, but God had other plans. God had him as a major player in the plan of salvation. God wanted him to be a part of it. God wanted him to do his part. And I think even more beautiful is the way that Joseph is even willing to look like a jerk because here's his wife, newly pregnant with a child, and he's going to separate from her. But he's willing to back off, willing to look bad in the eyes of the world in order to let God do his thing. But Joseph, in his faith, he was obedient to the Lord. And that's a good lesson for all of us today. God wanted him to play that part in the salvation of the world. And God wants each of us to play our own parts in the salvation of the world. We live in a culture, though, that says obedience is a bad word. And we even have St. Paul touch on that in that second reading today. He even uses the word obedience, that bad word in our culture. He even identifies himself as a slave of Christ. A slave is somebody who has to be obedient or pay major consequences. So what about us? Are we willing to identify ourselves as slaves of Christ? It is true we belong to Christ. So if we belong to Christ, we should be, be obedient to him. I think we do belong to Christ because we're about to celebrate his birthday in major ways. But notice how Joseph and Mary were both obedient to the Lord, even in the face of humiliation. Once again, that humiliation of having the child without yet being, not yet finishing the marriage rites of the old Jewish covenant. What would people say? Would anyone believe that she conceived the child through the power of the Holy Spirit? What about us? How often are we afraid to display our faith in public because we're, we have that fear that somebody might talk about us behind our backs? It seems that St. Paul was able to get over that fear. He acknowledged his job as an apostle. Apostle is someone who is sent out. So we, you and me both, we are all apostles of the Lord as well, apostles with small a's. At the end of Mass, the priest says, go, announce the gospel. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Even the word Mass itself comes from the last words that the priest would say 
Ite misa est. Go, you are sent. So all of us are sent from here to go out with what we learned about the Lord, to go out with that good news that we hear here in this building. So we are sent as St. Paul was sent to help to build up the kingdom of God. But the evil one will try to discourage us. The evil one will say, you're a sinner. You can't do any good. So why even bother? And our gospel today addresses this as well. It seems like St. Matthew's gospel is the one that mentions David the most out of all the gospels. And those mentions of David would have had meaning for the Jewish people hearing his, his words at the time. It would have reminded them that David failed as a king. David was a sinful man. Even though he was sinful, though, he was regarded as the great king. So he reminds us that David failed because of his sin. And we see this contrast with the new kingdom that comes with the new king, who is Christ himself. He'll take, he'll take the throne of David, but not fail. He will not sin. We know that David had inner weaknesses that he, he continued to struggle with, but the new king does not have that inner weakness. That new king will not fail. We notice that David and many of the other kings use their power to serve themselves, but the new king, Jesus himself, will not do that. Jesus, the new king, will use his power to serve others. And then he calls us to imitate that. He calls us to follow in his footsteps, being people of service, laying down our lives so others might have life and have it to the fullness. So despite his sinfulness, David was a great king. And despite our sinfulness, we go out and help to bring in the kingdom of God. So this is a great opportunity we have on this fourth Sunday of Advent, on the cusp of celebrating the Lord's birth, that we have this opportunity to acknowledge the commitments we've made as Christians. We have this opportunity to renew our commitment to the Lord, to renew that resolve that we've had as Christians, to take his message from here out to everyone that we meet, to really be his ambassadors to the world. As we enter into these sacred mysteries, he offers us the grace we need to do that job, to do that task, to, do, to be that apostle. So let's do just that, letting that the joy that we have as Christians be contagious as we bring that good news to the world.